Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast to help you scale your Shopify store into a money-making machine. This episode is brought to you by Retention.com. Retention.com helps Shopify stores make more money by growing their email lists 20 times faster and sending 10 to 15 times more abandoned cart emails. Want to learn more? Check out Retention.com. Book a demo to get two times more audience credits for the first 60 days. Now, over to your host, Nick Truman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Winning with Shopify podcast. For anyone that's checking out our YouTube channel today, we've been doing more and more videos as time's going on. Hey, it's great to see you. For anyone that's not listening on YouTube and you're listening um, on your headphones somewhere, in the car, whatever, great to have you guys tuning in as well. If you've not already, hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode, and we aim to post every Friday. It's completely free to subscribe as well. If it is not your first time, welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you guys with us. I know I say that every week, but we genuinely do mean it. We've we've seen our retention going up more and more, um, which is fantastic at the moment because we are working with retention.com. Today, we're continuing this series about lifetime value and retaining customers and ultimately making as much money as we can from those customers. I've got an amazing guest with me today from a company called Ghost Retail. His name's Tyler, and he is the co-founder of Ghost Retail. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. Nice to meet you. Nick Truman, I guess this will be a really true conversation. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Do you know, I've not heard that one in a while, but the, the ones <laughs> I normally get are the Truman Show and President Truman, but I spell it with an E. It's the English way, so uh, there we go. But Tyler, pleasure to have you with us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background, and also a little bit about Ghost Retail. Yeah, I'm the co-founder of Ghost Retail. Myself, I've been in the tech and the e-commerce business for about 30 years now. I started very, very young learning how to code uh, and create websites. I turned that into a career uh, about 30 seconds long, uh, 30 years long. Sometimes it feels <laughs> like 30 seconds. Uh, working with some of the biggest uh, brands on earth in celebrity and sports and entertainment, primarily focused on how to make the online shopping experience more interactive and engaging. Nice, nice. And it sounds like an amazing career. I mean, 30 years, I have to say, and I make this joke about myself a lot, you do not look like you've been in this industry for 30 years. Um, but yeah, we won't ask what your secret is today. Um, <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about live shoppable videos, live shopping videos. So first off, let's start with the basics. So some people might have heard previous episodes, we covered this in a bit of detail, other episodes we focused on it. For anyone that's not, what, what are we talking about here? Like, What is this whole thing? Well, live video shopping is that moment uh, for us, certainly, where we've all done this. We're out shopping and we have a question. Maybe we're going to FaceTime or live video to someone on FaceTime or WhatsApp. Show them what we're buying, either for advice or to get more information. You know, you maybe you've done it with your spouse or what we've done is taken that moment with the ability to go directly in store with, with an associate, a live expert inside of a store and connect them through the convenience and power of an e-commerce experience. So if you can picture FaceTime and a state-of-the-art e-commerce conversation coming together. And what we really understand with live shopping is there's, first of all, a lot of ways to do it, but the potential and power of what's coming with this technology that we're finally, after so many years, able to create online, uh, it's really, really exciting. You kind of touched on it there. And this is something that it actually came in as a question after it would have been a good few months ago when we last covered this. But somebody asked us a question and the question was, 
at what point does the technology kind of stop and fail you? Like your shoppable video and certainly live shoppable videos. Is this kind of tech? And we'll go into more about what it is in a minute. But has this tech been available for quite a while? Have we been waiting for hardware and software to catch up? You know, waiting for Apple to develop the phone that can handle it and waiting for Google to create the browser that can handle it? Or actually, is it something that's been around for quite a while? Every technological innovation is always a concert between the hardware, the bandwidth and the software. So that game and that dance has been playing out all over the place. It plays out all day long everywhere. And the online experience is really a battle between uh, security and entertainment and power. There's a lot of different ways to do live shopping or live video. Yes, video has been around for a while and live video has certainly been around for a while. When you have one person uh, talking or communicating to thousands or millions of people, maybe they show a product on screen. You know, this comes from the early days of uh, QVC and other TV shopping platforms. Where the innovation came in uh, for us is the ability to go directly one-on-one from person to person live with an associate. And that technology is quite new. Uh, we've battled against video delays and compression, but also the ability for platforms like Shopify to make it easy for a uh, store owner or shop owner, whether it's a small business or an enterprise, to connect to live video and open up a whole new world of possibilities for them to connect with their customers, help them increase basket sizes, help them reduce return rates. And as we're talking about here, retention, keep that customer for a long time by giving them the experience that's truly never been possible before. And interestingly, if I go through the kind of evolution, you've just mentioned something that sounds like the next big thing. And it's actually very simple. And I hate using the phrase the next big thing because everyone's talking about what the next big thing is. And perhaps none of us know. It depends on you you guys, which are the customers, you know, the people buying stuff. Um, but as you say, shoppable video, it kind of started as soon as TV was a thing, wasn't it? Because you'd see products on TV you'd see, and then within no time there was advertising. And those adverts were basically shoppable videos because you see an advert for the latest BMW, which could have been in the 50s or 60s. Um, You see a BMW and you think, I'm going to go and buy one. Then the internet comes along and you could do that, as you say, on the internet where they're just featuring products. Then there was this next level up, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about today, but you've just gone a level beyond that. The next level up anyway was uh, where actually the video becomes engaging. So rather than it's just like I'm live on Instagram live or something or um, pre-Instagram YouTube live or like we are right now, which I know it's not going out live, but we could we could be publishing this live onto YouTube and people could watch. This isn't shoppable in the same sense. You could then feature products, put products on. You've just mentioned another layer on top of that, almost like a game change, which is the one on one which suddenly becomes, when you, we're talking about retention and we talk a lot, obviously, about VIP customers, a good example, having a one-on-one conversation when one of your VIP customers emails their account manager or your business saying, I'm thinking of buying this product and, or this big, you know, this big basket of things, um, that's going to cost me $10,000. You know, I've got some questions to be able to reply and say, well, look, 9am tomorrow if you're free, click this link, we'll be live. I won't be able to see you, but you can see me. I will be in the warehouse or in the store, in the showroom, walking around having a, and that's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Having that one-on-one conversation. Well, I think those one-on-one conversations is where you really get to understand your customer, find out what they're looking for and create a relationship. You know, we're, we're always shopping all of the time. Even when you watch television shows and, and movies, product placement is everywhere. It's actually one of the largest ways all these TV shows and movies get actually funded. The interesting part is when you can go to the next level, like you mentioned, and we've all had that experience where 
you're watching something and you want to know what that is, where it's from, how do you buy it, where do I find it? And social media is bridging that a little bit now. But the jump, the big jump to really connecting with a customer, we think is one-on-one, which is we're, we're trying to replicate the in-store experience where that one-on-one relationship and help factors is really key. And as a result, what we're seeing so far, when you can create a moment where at any minute of the day during business hours, the same way you're in a store, you can go onto the product detail page, make one click, and within 30 seconds, you're connected to somebody within the store in your area or in another area, uh, a store that you can't actually go to. So it pairs the power of the one-on-one relationship to the product and the associate, which is really the, the, the key to the brand is the people. And that's what we're harnessing. And it's an interesting combination because e-commerce in its own right has come to a point where everybody's kind of looking around going like, okay, what's next? We've made it products to be able to be delivered within 10, 15 minutes. You can check out with, with one tap. It's so convenient and so powerful and we're getting a ton of data, but it's time to get creative again. And that's what the power of live video can really do with brands these days, especially on uh, amazing platforms like Shopify. Yeah, definitely. And I I say this to quite a lot of our guests, you've touched on about five things I could ask about. I'm going to trim it down to two or three. Um, The first one, as you say, about getting creative. Anyone that's tuned in for a while will know I I use the phrase a lot that marketing has been lost from digital marketing. It has become a numbers game. And don't get me wrong, I love numbers. I live and breathe numbers. I work in pay-per-click advertising. It's all numbers. What have we spent? What have we made? It's very intrinsic. But I think the marketing element is often lost. You know, there's so many meetings that marketeers we find ourselves in where it's like, okay, we spent money there and it's made money. So why are we wasting all this money over here? And it's like, well, if we don't do the brand awareness, no one knows who we are. Therefore, they don't come in to convert. So, you know, those two things are linked. And it, but it's that creativity to go actually a really badly, and I hate to say this as an advertiser, but a badly run advertising campaign with a good marketing message and a good hook and a good product that people are aware of will, will shine through. And we've had clients before sell like a very small, cheap free product. And once you've bought that, now you're bought in. Now we can email you and do the expensive bit so we can get three or $4 per conversion to hook you in for the free product, which now means we can email you, which is a lot cheaper than advertising to you on Google. And we've had some really cool stuff like that. Jumping back to the tech, let's go back to the tech quickly. The first thought I had is if you've got a large or, ex- or expensive, but let's go with large item for a sex. So if you're thinking of buying, I don't know, a new fridge freezer for your house and it's raining and cold outside like it is right now in the middle of winter for a lot of us, you don't want to go out there. So to be able to connect someone who's in the store and say, right, I want a new fridge freezer. My budget is like, you know, I'm happy to say $1,000. It's quite a lot. Show me what's going on. And for them to them, they open it. You know, they've maybe they've got like a body cam on showing what's going on, just holding a phone. There's so much potential for that experience because now you can ask the questions that you can't ask on a web page or not easily anyway. Some people have live chat, but then like, you know, you know what it's like with most live chat now is it's not very live. You talk to like the robot first. Then once you get through the robot, it's like you're 150th in the queue. And you're like, what? I'm not waiting for this. Um, You know, it's it's that kind of experience. So I think certainly for large items or people trying to sell even fashion items to go, well, look, here is, you know, here is the product. I can stretch it and say it's not very tight around that part of your body. Um, You know, like if you're looking for a new gym top and you don't want the sort of Gymshark really tight, whatever design people are going for. Actually, I want something baggy. Someone walking around a shop going, well, this one's got a lot more give on it and it's $3 cheaper. 
So do you want to go for that one? And it literally like, I can pop in. You could even go as far, and I don't know if any of your clients have done this, go as far as someone walking around with a basket or a trolley in a shop, filling it up and then going, I'll ping you a link on Shopify because we have the same in-store, you know, point of sale system here as we've got online. I can scan it all and you can and send you a link and you can pay. And once you've paid, it'll be straight out in the warehouse to be with you tomorrow. Yeah, you're, you're touching on a lot of the conveniences and also the, a lot of the potential. Certainly being able to teleport yourself, so to speak, to the store is one thing. But right now, the way the e-commerce shopping experience works, which is working phenomenally, we're seeing e-commerce rates rise year over year, which makes sense. But to really move the needle, we need to do some things differently. And part of that is the actual online shopping experience itself hasn't changed in like two decades. We're still scrolling kind of like a newspaper style Here's a static uh, image. And we're, we're actually asking people to read by the time they check out something like four to 5,000 words to explain what the product is, what the scale is, make them read the specs, do all like size, scale, quality features, all of those things that takes an online customer so long to get through. And then there's the doubt that creeps in. Is this the right thing for me? I hope it shows up. I hope it shows up on time. I hope it shows up the size and scale that I wanted it to. All of those things can happen within 10 to 15 seconds with live video. It completely takes the mystery of what you're buying. And that's another powerful aspect. Plus, I would say, you know, we all take a gamble on buying things online that we hope it's what we wanted. And by talking to an expert and asking the questions that, you're, that you need answered to know whether that thing is that you bought it, it could be fashion, it could be a fridge, it could be a car, it could be a vacation. It really doesn't matter. It's, it's the knowledge of what you're purchasing. And thus, return rates are, are massively lower because you're having that trust that gets built, which is also part of, of customer retention, we think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's touch on returns quickly, because that's something I, I wrote down that was going to be my third, third point from previous is, how much does this reduce returns? And you've just said yourself, obviously massively, because you've got way more information in terms of what you're buying. For anyone listening who's thinking like, oh, no one returns anything, we're fine with returns. Just to be clear, on your Google Analytics reports, if you've spent on Facebook or Google or something, I don't know, $100 to acquire a customer, you've made a loss on that first order, which is not unusual. And now you need to build that lifetime value. If that customer then returns that product, returns don't generally, unless you do some really complicated coding, they don't generally show up on your reports. So if you've had 10% of your stuff returned, just knock 10% off. And you know you can almost guarantee, like we've described with some of the more expensive items, it's going to be the bigger, clunkier items. And then the return itself, what you won't even see on your Shopify report, something's been returned, is how much it's cost you to get that item back if you've had to offer free returns. We, we worked with a company that was selling sofas just around the UK, and the cost of a return to get it back was about 50 to £100. The sofa cost between £1,500 and £2,000. And the cost of advertising cost another £200. So you're just eating into that margin. And now you've got another sofa sitting in your warehouse that needs to be repackaged, reorganized. So actually reducing returns, it might you might be like, we've got less than 10% return rate. It's fine and we expect that. It's probably costing you a lot more than you realize. 
And based on our recent surveys and talking to a lot of you guys listening, a lot of you are the store owners. So it's out of your pocket it's come in. And I think with the returns as well, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, but certainly in this one-on-one or even in a group scenario, if you've got, you know, 200 people tuning in and you're showing a new product launch or something, they've got the ability to ask questions, don't they? So if they've got any questions like, how big is this? How does it fit? Do the leg, there's a sofa, do the legs just screw on? What happens if I spill white wine and red wine on it? Which is the classic sofa question. I assume they can ask questions and and get some of that information straight away. Yeah, it's a full real-time, zero latency, one-to-one personal connection. So you're talking live with someone in the store and you mentioned returns is a a huge problem and costing brands, no matter what scale they are, a ton of money, but more importantly, I think a ton of time uh, that they could be spending doing other things in their product. So return rates is one thing. Conversion rates is, is another proof point that we're seeing right now with our early partners. And right now, online e-commerce generates between like one and if you're absolutely killing it, 5% conversion which means five in every 100 customers are going to connect if you're absolutely killing it. So if you have 100 customers come into your store and only two or five of them check out in person, you know, you'd quickly be out of business. But somehow we've accepted this online as if two or 5% is doing a great job. So what would you say would be a really incredible uplift from that, from, from 2%? Is it a 2% conversion rate or 2% return rate? 2% conversion rate, what would you say would be like a massive improvement on that? We often say to our, our clients, if you could go from like 2 to 2.4, if you think about that in revenue terms, without changing anything in, in advertising costs, operational, just purely a you know conversion rate going from 2 to 2.4, that's a 20% uplift in revenue. So let's work on that for a second. That's always our first sort of tell your web agency to start tests, get A-B testing and see how you can get from 2 to 2.4 or... One, one we had the other day was to get from 1 to 1.1. 1. 1. That's 10% uplift overnight. So yeah, let's work with something like that. I'm assuming you're going to blow those figures out of the water. It, it is. Um, we're receiving between 30 and 40% conversion rates on connected calls. Wow. So the, the uplift and the potential for that, to spend that little bit of extra time, implement the technology, which only takes a snippet of JavaScript to add to your site and a little bit of training, uh, we can get brands up and running and have these one-on-one experiences that generate massive conversions. Some days we see 70% on some of our partners in one single day. That's seven out of 10 or 70 out of 100 customers that are actually purchasing and their basket sizes are larger and repeat customers are between three and four times as well. So we believe, and I think it's easy to see that people make the difference. We're asking all of these people all over the world millions and billions of times a day to go through this really robotic, mechanical online shopping experience, which we do because we like the convenience of it. But the bridge between the massive innovations and creativity of a retail store and what they can do online or what they're actually doing online is the Grand Canyon. And our goal is to try to narrow that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And really good example I've just thought of actually why you were saying that is we, we work a lot in B2B, business to business, and it's service-based companies. So it could be a business phone system. It could be a set of accountants. It could be an insurance policy and a financial service. But the thing, the thing that always stands true is people by people. And it's exactly what you're talking about with the video. We, we've seen, I haven't got any figures to hand. I didn't know we're going to get onto this topic. But when we've advised clients to change their website to say, right, this is a service that a business might actually buy and use for, um, I don't know, five plus years and it's expensive. We've said, put a picture of your team on there. 
you know, put your top five senior account managers on the screen with little name tags in the image, just saying like, you know, this is Greg, this is Pete, this is Janet, et cetera, et cetera. Put those on and we've seen conversion rates lift because it's like, you know, one of us will reply to you. One of the senior account managers here will reply, there's no sales team. We're just going to talk straight about what we can do, how we can help, what we do day to day, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I know when these, and then when, you know, when Greg calls up, you say, oh yeah, Greg, I've seen, I've seen you on the website. I know what you look like already. So even though on the phone, you know what's happening. It's exactly the same as you're saying, I think with the, you know, the people by people is, is so important. So I've got a question and this is a marketing question. And I, I'm trying to think as always, what questions would my, uh, my listeners be asking? This question in particular is someone who's sitting there going, okay, we set up all of this stuff. You know, we do the training, we put a bit of JavaScript on the site. We've got 10 people ready with their phones in the store, ready to run around. How do we get people to actually engage with it? How do we get people to actually click the button and start a one-to-one? Well, there's a number of different ways to do it. Our technology seamlessly connects with whatever platform they're on. So Shopify or any of the other major platforms, even if it's a roll your own, a simple JavaScript snippet will connect our experience to their website. And what's different about Ghost is that we've made it really, really easy for brands to get started. Uh, Like you said, a simple smartphone um, connected to the website experience. For the customer, all they have to do is click a button, click a link, click a text message, which will instantly connect them online on their phone, on their tablet or their desktop into a queue where you have your friends that you just mentioned waiting to answer your calls during business hours that they can define. The queue is serviced based on how many associates are there. Average call is roughly between seven and 10 minutes, similar to what you see in store online, uh, which we think is really cool because... People don't spend a lot of time on websites anymore. Average time on site on Google Analytics would be amazing at seven to 10 minutes, going back to the stats we were talking about earlier. So It really would. Hmm. And it's really simple. There's only a few simple buttons to be able to share products, add to basket, which is a really awesome part of our, our feature set, and check the customer out all within the experience using the website platform that they're on. So there's uh, other people experimenting with the technology right now trying to roll their own e-commerce experience into it. Uh, but you lose a lot of things for the end customer, like sign-on history, uh, payment options. And what we've done is made it completely simple and just connected what the uh, retail brand already has. And the power of that is really interesting because no matter what they do to their online site in any country, those changes instantly become available to the customers. So there's no integration, there's no connections, and it's just really about creating a new experience for the customer. And to do that is really easy. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And I mean, to get people to go to the site, as you say, it's as simple as just, there's a button going, we're live, start a one-to-one. Can you change the settings so the customers are visible to the person talking? Can you make it so that you can say to customers, um, yeah, start a video call, you won't be seen. As in, I could be on a video call, the person can't see me, but the person running around the shop, I can see them, obviously, to see what's going on. And does it have all of those different features you can adjust? Imagine some people will be sitting there going, oh my gosh, I don't want to see my customers, especially when they, they'll be shopping at <laughs> one o'clock in the morning in their pajamas. You know. <laughs> yes, of course. That was something that we always used to say is uh, have somebody being able to shop in their pajamas. And uh, it turns out people actually do. So we've had to put some security things in place to prevent uh, <laughs> yeah. different different. And we'll scenarios. leave it at that in terms of the stories. <laughs> these are some of the things you learn on your way to, to product market fit. You start to yeah, learn yeah. some of these things. Um, but yeah, so we're a full-featured video-to-video call. 
uh, with the power of the e-commerce experience layered on top of it. So if the customer wants to go on video, they have the choice. If they want to go on video and audio, they have the choice. And at any moment, they can change that, uh, just like the conversation you and I are having now. Just click video and it stops. Hide your video, hide your microphone, say I'll be right back. Uh, it, it really is opens up the full feature set of, of the modern video call experience. Nice, nice. And I guess another good question, sort of, I know I'm getting a bit technical with this, but te- technical question. So you've you got the person running around the shop, I'm the customer and I'm on a call to them. If I say, oh yeah, I quite like that one, I'd like to look at that a bit more. Do they have the feature on their phone to then go, cool, I'm going to push it to your screen now or I'm going to add it to your basket because they're obviously on the website. Is all of that part of it? You know, what is that follow-up? Yeah, that's exactly their experience. So the associate, when they're showing something, is navigating the website along with the customer. They hit the zap button. That product detail page goes directly over to the person's screen, 50-50 on desktop between video and e-commerce. And then on a a mobile phone, it's more of a a 70-30 the customer then has the opportunity to shop along with the associate, add it to their bag. The associate can add it to their bag. Uh, we have a really cool mirroring function, which allows the associate to follow along with what the customer is doing and keep that back and forth shopping experience completely in sync. So everything you can do online multiplied by the ability for the associate to share products, share categories, share, share searches, and guide customers all the way down through the checkout. Right to the end, right to the finish line. Nice, nice. They could literally be there saying, right, it's time to put your card details in. You've been great. See you later. Go and do that bit now. And then see later, like, okay, that conversation I've just finished. 10 minutes later, yet they've paid $5,000 and bought an enormous basket of things, which is great. Yeah, you can you could do it that way. But you can also, uh, we've powered the technology to be able to stick with the customer during that process as we see a massive number of abandoned carts at that exact specific stage. So what we've done is, is made the ability for the associate to tag along on that journey, abstract all the personal information, and have the associate, just like checking out in person, you know, guide the customer all the way through the checkout and stay there. What's your delivery address? Where do you want this to be sent to? All that sort of stuff. Exactly. And I guess for a lot of brands, I, I know one of the big questions I'm going to get if people do email after this episode is going to be like, I don't have a store. This is all completely irrelevant to me. Just as an FYI, and you might have some other stuff to add to this as well, Tyler, but one of our clients recently in their warehouse, a bit like I can see for anyone who's um, watching on YouTube, your background looks like a nice photo studio where you can actually do stuff and you know record, et cetera, et cetera, and produce things. Um, they've done a similar thing, but they've actually set up like a, a mini home. So, and then they have like one of all the kind of popular items. So something to say, I'm sorry, we haven't got one of those ready just to show you on video right now. They are in stock though. If you really want one, we can schedule a call in two days and have a chat. But they've actually set up a studio in the corner of their warehouse where they can literally click a button. That product is bought there to show, especially if it's a VIP customer, to show the customer. Or what they also do in their warehouse now to do, it wasn't specifically with video. It was actually to be sort of texting the customer pictures, but I'm going to recommend video to them. In the warehouse where they've got, a bit like when you're in um, places like Ikea, for example, you get to the kind of marketplace area where all the boxes are and they've got one of each item set up at the end of each row, which now means you can actually drive like the forklift truck or the golf buggy or something around and go, right, there's one of these here. This is what it looks like. And they'll say, what kind of bulb does it take? So they send a picture and go, it's a screw bulb and it's also this size and here's a link to it. So you can buy the bulb with the product when you buy this lamp. 
that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, how, how much how much do you find that people are starting to do that as almost a continuing to be an e-commerce business as opposed to actually launching a store if they haven't got one? Yeah, great question. This background is, is actually one of our studios. What we actually do here is we have the ability with our uh, tech to be able to do this experience from in the store if you have one. You don't necessarily need a multi-million dollar storefront to be able to do this. Those that are, are setting up a stage uh, inside of their stores. Partners like American Eagle are deploying this technology into their stores and having a stage just like you see behind sectioned off. Also, in addition to that, we call our studios, which is exactly what you mentioned, in your warehouse or in a space where you have multiple spaces just like the one you see behind me here, to be able to recreate an in-store experience for a customer who's on video to give them that brand and that that vibe that you get from an in-store experience. And then also, uh, there's a lot of really innovative partners right now that are using our technology to deploy these experiences from home from an associate working from home or from, which is really interesting, having influencers and brand ambassadors take up a whole new career by working from home. But the background uh, is a small studio set that can be 10 by 10 and allow the ambassador or the brand associate to work from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. And I think influence is a whole nother, whole nother ball game with this, isn't it? Because you could even say to an influencer, okay, we don't want you to make any content. We're not going to send you any stuff. Actually, we want you to come to our store, our studio, and we're going to do a live stream, but we'll allow one customer at a time to be on a call with you and say, cool, can you show me this product? And it, especially if it's an influencer that knows about that sort of product. So say you've got an influencer who is a, really into food. Um, and does a lot of cooking on their Instagram channel, for example, um, having them in the shop talking about, well, I use th- this type of pan to cook this kind of thing. And here's the most amazing air fryer. And these guys have got it on buy one, get one free at the moment. You know, if you want to buy one for your family, all this sort of stuff, having that means you can imagine that queue is enormous. So having it then going out live at the same time in terms of engaging customers, which is the underlying thing here um, that I think brands struggle with is they sell the first product. How do you bring them back to engage? So saying, okay, we've got that famous chef or this celebrity you've all heard of. They're going to be live for an hour and a half, you know, on our website, come and tune in, you know, and you can join the queue to actually talk to them and ask them a question like, okay, I'm cooking this tonight. How do I cook that? It's a whole realm of possibilities, isn't it? But the, the fact it's shoppable means whatever product they're talking about will be up on the screen. People can click it, add to basket and start buying it. Not only are they a realm of possibilities, these are happening every day using our technology now. So we're, we're learning a, a ton of really interesting, unique things and brand new data sets, completely new feedback, and really what's the first few years of live video shopping, which if you look over towards Asia and the UK, where you're calling from right now, the winds are really starting to push on that over towards where we are in North America. And the possibilities are absolutely endless. I mean, you take the power of a, of a very creative um, you know, single person entrepreneur or uh, the powerhouse that you can create from a a whole entire marketing team and brand powered by the e-commerce team and an in-store experience. It's this concert of marketing and engaging customers in new ways that has really been missing from certainly from online in in a long time since if you've been around for a while, you remember the flash days, right? Where people used to go to work. Yes go to work and talk about how awesome this online experience was. And that's what we're missing. And 
that's what brands need to come back to is, is creativity. Don't you agree? The thing, the thing with Flash, just to cover that quickly, anyone who's like scratching their heads going, what on earth was this? Um, the reason I hated it is because I work in SEO. <laughs> so Google just couldn't read it. it a Flash website. Google basically just had a heart attack and <laughs> fell flat on the floor. Um, but Flash was amazing. Anything you click, you could have all these phenomenal graphics. And a friend of mine used to design and build Flash sites. And he got hired by Sky Broadcasting, you know, the, the big broadcasting company, to, to design and build their graphics on TV. So, you know, when you're like, right, this program is sponsored by this ice cream, he would build all those graphics and everything else that were going between between channels, between programs, all that, all that sort of stuff. And um, but yeah, he built these most phenomenal flash sites. And then he was like, phone me up and like, Nick, I can't find it on Google. I'm like, of course you can't. <laughs> it doesn't exist. But I hear what you're saying. Like the websites have got very dry. And if I was to point at a couple of places that I think have caused this, I do think Google is to blame, not just on Flash, but on quite a number of things that Google's like, especially on SEO and PPC, I need to see this, see this, see this, see this. None of those things are to some degree, there are elements of this, but none of them really hit the box of like, I want to see a phenomenal user experience. I want customers to come in and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What it asks for is like, I want to see all these tags in the code. I want it to load quickly. I don't want any, and going against what you've just described with Flash, I don't want anything to happen once the page is loaded. It's got to load quickly and I don't want anything changing during load. I just want it to go bang, 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 bang down the page. And it is so boring. And the second place I'd point at as well, which someone came on the show and described them as the uh, the, the dark fo- side of the force. And we as Shopify store owners, the Rebel Alliance, and it's Amazon. Amazon is a marketplace. So everyone now is like, well, Amazon make a, you know, make billions, possibly trillions. Let's make our site like them. Amazon is so boring. There's nothing on there. Everything is rigid. It's uniformed. It's restrictive. It's like you get five bullet points, you upload your price, you can have X amount images and it'll only show one in that size, in that section. And obviously Amazon couldn't change that, but Amazon is a marketplace. You're just there to purchase. Shopify, as you've described, Shopify sites and Magento and other platforms, we have the ability to make them create and that's the thing that when you start asking questions at brands, certainly I work with a lot of brands. And when I ask them questions about how did you start? What are you guys about? What gets you out of bed in the morning? I finish with, and why is it not on the website? Why does the website just look like, you know, just put a color up, a random logo, the logo means nothing. And here are all your products. And it's, it's like being on a different branded version of Amazon. You need stuff that says we are on a mission to remove plastic from fashion. We're planting trees. It doesn't have to be eco-friendly. It can be we're helping people be more healthy. And I saw Gymshark have launched a new thing called the Gymshark 66, which from glancing at it, new fitness program. And you're like, perfect for a fitness brand like them. And it's a, it's a subscription as well. So you subscribe in Gymshark products. It's something, to, it's something to bite into. And the frustration sometimes as well, it'd be good to get your thoughts on this as well, is I find, and the data confirms this, customers just want to bite into something. They want to engage with brands. They want to get to know brands. And then they go to their site and they're like, boring. <laughs> I'll just, I'll buy my lampshade and be gone. Um, you tell which, you tell what sort of client I've been working on this morning. Um, but yeah, I'll buy my lampshade and then I'm out of here or I know what trainers I want. I'll just go and purchase them from the cheapest possible place and leave. There's no reason to go to the actual brand's site and that sort of thing. And I think you're absolutely right. That creativity needs to come back to life. Yeah, it really does. I mean, Google is partly to blame, but part, partly to thank because without the convenience and power of simplicity and speed, we wouldn't be here. And what I could also say now is that you don't have to choose anymore. Like we can have incredible, incredibly powerful sites that are fast to load and quick and get you the information you need and incredibly convenient that can be found everywhere and have a platform like Shopify that gives everybody out of that, all of that right out of the box. Okay. Granted, 
You've got that. So now what are you going to do with the millions and hundreds of millions of other sites that are at the fingertips of every single one of your customers to stand out and be different? And it's not going to be just a different graphic on your homepage. There was an amazing stat, and I mentioned this stat so many times. Towards the end of the year of COVID, so 2020, we had a chap here from the UK, from Shopify, on the podcast, releasing some exclusive stats. And one of his stats was absolutely amazing. Is He said three months, so that was April, May, June, three months of that single year, the number of Shopify stores registered in the UK doubled. So for every store there was, there's now two. And you're absolutely, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. You have to stand out now. You have to have a brand story. And I'll be honest, the bigger brands, if you're not a big brand, shut, you know, this, this is for you. If you're a big brand, shut your ears. Um, big brands are struggling to keep up because the amount of people you have to go through to do stuff, the ones that are surviving and monopolizing their industries and doing really well with it are the ones that have created nimble, agile teams that can go do this, test this, try this, try this, and make that experience really good. If you're a small company with less than 100 staff, you have that opportunity. You know, the smaller you are, the quicker you can go, right, we're going to make this product, we're going to do it really well, quality is going to be at the center of this, we're going to source it from a unique place that nobody else can, and then we're going to do loads of awareness so people go, that product sounds amazing and I want one. And that that is how you drive that campaign. Um, I hear what you're saying about Google, they... Google do a lot of things, as do Amazon, um, like Amazon Web Services that have been a game changer. Um, but yeah, I think on the face of it, though, if you're just looking at Google's SEO guides, you'll you'll get a real headache. <laughs> kind of think, like, this is rubbish. Oh, like, I'm, I'm aware of that, the pain. Yeah, if you're going to make a bet, let's say everybody has the same, it's table stakes. Everybody has an amazing, powerful platform. Uh, it's connected to all the services, all the payment gateways. Uh, and then you've got a brand that's got that and multiplied by an incredible marketing initiative and they can be creative in different ways who are you going to buy from and who are you going to bet on in the future that who's going to survive that and i think most people would agree that it's going to be the, the more engaging the more savvy marketing and the ability to touch your customers directly had to be careful with that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like the pause it added quite a lot but um I, I was just going to say that the last thing to finish with when it comes to brands talking and i got one final question for you but um in terms of brands communicating i had this hilarious scenario um with my wife a few months ago and if if you're listening honey then this this one's for you and this will crack you up um she unlocked her phone and i have this thing about notifications i hate them if there's a notification, I'm reading it, I'm deleting it, or I'm turning it off. And she opened her email and you know where this is going. There were like thousands of unread emails. I was like, we're sorting this out now. And we got about four emails in and I realized it was a losing battle. I was like, unsubscribe from that, that, that. There's all these brands just emailing her. She was like, but I like those emails. I was like, okay, what about that one? But I like those emails. I was like, what about that one? I like those emails. I was like, what do you like about that? I was getting frustrated. What do you like about these things? Like just unsubscribe. It's just... If you get an important email, you're not going to be able to find it. And then, But she listed things. She goes, I like that email because they always send me really nice pictures of lounges because they sell lounge stuff. I like this one because I'm very similar to all the models that this clothing brand use and I want to buy stuff. And that's what I took from it. And it made me completely rethink the whole email game. But there we go. There's me jumping in going, look, honey, I'm, you know, quite arrogantly. I know what I'm doing with digital. Let's unsubscribe from the lot. And she was like, no, no, I like those emails. I like engaging with these guys. Um, and then when I mentioned a brand about a month later and said, um, and said, like oh we should buy from them and she goes no their emails are boring <laughs> and i was literally like okay we're making a buying decision now because you're telling me that emails are boring and she was like i only want to buy from somewhere that matches what i like like and so i don't like their stuff because it doesn't match um regardless of how good the products were it's that story and if you're paying a good amount for a product you might as well enjoy the story is my view i think so and it's also it points also to effort you know having a brand that takes the effort and the time to make something nice and send to you 
versus just a plain bland email. And that's why email conversion rates are going down too. If you own an email platform and you're listening to this, if you found a way to have that email, have the browser experience bedded directly into it and have that connected where if I'm on it and a looking at an email and I click it, instead of going to the browser, keep the browser inside of the email, email conversion rates would go back up again. Some sites, uh, I'm going to name Yopo as well because they have been a sponsor in the past. Um, Yopo, you can do your whole review within the email platform. You don't have to go visit a website. And not a lot of customers know that. And I think the biggest trick they're missing is like this is putting some messaging on it. This will not open a new browser with an email. Depends on your settings. A lot of people don't do that. Um, but look, Tyler, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, people want to reach out to Ghost Retail. How do they get hold of you? Where do they find the app? Who do they talk to? Uh, ghostretail.com. Right now, we're offering our listeners, if you're intrigued on what we're doing, we're giving six months for free. Uh, you can email shop live now at ghostretail.com. Visit Ghost Retail. Uh, check out one of our partners like American Eagle who's using this technology today to shop online with customers. And I encourage all the listeners to go out there and, and try and, and experience what live shopping can be. Once you've had the experience, you'll be able to really see what the context of this is, which is the evolution of, of online shopping, which is what this whole podcast is really about. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you with us. Thank you. Nice talking with you. And for everybody else listening at home, we're back again next week. Make sure you check out the website. Um, Byron, who has been on the podcast a few times, um, who's part of the main team here, who a lot of you have spoken to if you've emailed in. Um, Byron and I are about to click go on something quite amazing. He's told me not to mention this week, but I'm going to start teeing people up for that. So make sure you tune in. There's going to be something amazing over the next few weeks happening on the website. If you've not already, you want to go and subscribe. We do send exclusive offers out through our email list as well. Um, also means you never miss an episode because we send an email out every week. So thanks again for listening. See you again next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter for exclusive offers at winningwithshopify.com. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group by searching for Winning with Shopify on Facebook. Over and out.